Hi, welcome to Season 2 of the Silverline Podcast, an audio version of our video streams that we hold weekly. They're edited a little bit to make them a little more concise. My name is Roland Mann. I'm the head honcho at Silverline, and we have a great time making fun comics that we think that you'll enjoy. So thank you for listening, and maybe go check out some of our comics if you haven't already. Creating Beyond Calculation, Beyond Politics, Beyond the Big Two. Welcome, Silverliners, to the wonderful world of Wednesday Wham! We've got our core crew here tonight, with the exception of the Empress of the Inks. Alas, she couldn't make it this evening. But we, we do have a special show. Uh, I'm Dean Zachary, your host, and we are joined by one of the Wizards of Wordplay, Rory Boyle. We have the Paragon of Pencils, Rob Davis. And a special show tonight because we are focusing on the superior skeptic himself and his skills with <laughs> coloring. Yes, Aaron Humphreys will be guiding us tonight and uh, really talking us through his coloring process. Uh, he does a fantastic job on godlings, uh, and he's going to show us how he does it. Um, before we get started, if you could just, Aaron, just tell us like what tools you're using first so that folks kind of understand the gear well, your and then crayons. we'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all the crayons and the construction paper. And all the paste. 64. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. You, the, of course. Of course. Um, well, I mean, make sure you buy the crayon with the sharpener built in yeah, sharpener. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, important. Exactly. That's why it's got to be 64. Yeah. It's got to be the 64 one. Uh-huh. And then you can use the individual little, boxes in the, the 64 as your impromptu missile launchers when you try to shoot your crayons at your friends and the, did anyone else do this <laughs> oh yeah nope. and don't okay. try to eat them don't don't try to eat them all at once you know just take it easy but uh everybody knows they did this everyone's like oh look a missile launcher and so that was right that was always the case mm-hmm. um, so what do you what do you use what do you like to use uh uh, oh, as far as your, your gear. Uh, no, your, your gear. Uh, oh, um, the I've devices. The, you know, it's funny. I've used a Wacom tablet for a long time. I've recently got a Cintiq, so I've been doing that. Okay. Uh, I've been coloring with the Wacom. I, I can color with the Wacom. Um, mm-hmm. I just can't draw with it. It's, that's weird to say, but it's it's kind of true yeah. in a way. That, um, I've had the same problem. Yep. Yeah. And so I think I was too fussy on my lines or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. But I recently got a Cintiq, so I've just been doing that. I can now I can draw on the computer and color, and I'm still even drawing. I set my pictures at eleven by seventeen. Oh, I can print them. I can sell these as prints. And then I realize, well, crap! If I blow them up eleven by seventeen, the line work doesn't look as good. That it, it that's the thing that's just starting to kill me about the computers. You focus in on the line work, and you see what lines are missing, and that things aren't filled in, and it's like uh, sure. Mm-hmm. So the we will pixelation see. Or- yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not so much pixelation, it's um it's the texture of the paper a lot of times if you're drawing uh, right mm-hmm. so analog it's, it's style. Like um I'll show you when I get because I think I can show it on this one when I zoom in. That's the best way to show it. Now um, do you draw before we get started, do you draw traditionally scan it into the device and bring it into a program? I, or, I do. Uh, it okay. depends. Right now, I'm able to draw on the computer, but before I draw by pencil, I would sure. ink it by hand, and then mm-hmm. I would scan. I would photocopy it at Kinko's. I shrink it down to photocopy because my scanner bed's only very small, and then mm-hmm. I'd scan it in the computer and then just 
save it as a Photoshop file, work from there. Work from there. Um, yeah. Now I could do it all digitally. I'm still not completely – there's still some other stuff I have to uh, work around digitally. Again, it's it's that, and and I'll, I'll show you some of the – like they tell you, like the, the golden rule, don't magnify your artwork when you're drawing on it mm-hmm. <sighs> because then it just – your OCD kicks in. You got to fix everything, and mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you don't you don't do that with with an inked pitch. I mean, if you're inking eleven by seventeen, that's I mean, what you see is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, and then I color it in Photoshop. I was going. To, I know you can color in clip art, and I thought about yeah. working on doing that, but I'm so used to Photoshop that it's just easier for me to save it as a Photoshop file and go there. Um, well, that's good too because uh, that's probably the. Uh software that most people, the application that most people are familiar mm-hmm. with anyway. So they're yeah. familiar with layers. Most people have at least encountered it. If they're interested in uh, digitally right. producing their own comic books, they kind of understand the basics of Photoshop. Well, you know, bring up a black and white and, and, and walk yeah. us through Aaron. And once you do, I will go full screen and uh, we'll take questions and, and I'll throw some out there, you know, and just, just go for it, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. Th- okay, this is, this is the, uh, Wow. Screen. And so th- this is what I mean. Like, it looks good here, but this image is supposed to be 11 by 17. So if they were actually see it regular size, uh-huh. you start to see a little bit where the lines uh-huh. don't match do. up. And if you yeah. go further in, and that just right. has to do with, it's like, again, you don't magnify it because, you know, you, you pull it out. It gets, the more you pull it out, the better looking it gets. Sure. Because your eyes sure. don't pick up on those little. So I don't know. So I will. I'm thinking I may mm. have to just color one of these, print 11 by 17, and see how bad it looks. Because I, <laughs> I, I don't really want to, like, what's well, 11 by 17? So I have to go in and, like, repair all of this. I don't really want to do that. What needs repair? Because no, I have an I untrained would... eye, so I don't see any problems with it. Where specifically right. are you I guys looking? I think a lot, a lot of it is, Aaron, that uh, as the artists, we focus on the imperfections of our own work. Yeah. Right. And a lot of times the viewer and the reader, they are so, you know, entranced by the art itself. They're that not going to notice it. They're not going to notice. I wouldn't worry yeah. too much about it. The key here is find a comfortable size as you're in production mode, which you are. Yeah. You scan it in. Um, you can zoom in and out as you're doing. Uh, now, there's your base layer, right? Your, your base yeah, layer is Yeah, this is, is your my base art. layer. And I put... Okay. A gray. Somebody taught me a while ago that instead of coloring with white, you can mm-hmm. actually color with gray. It, yeah, you it's can a use any easier color. on the eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, and and this now this is just like I put in the flat colors of him, and I already have this done, so I'm just turning on layers. Sure, as you see fit, and of course, the idea is like you want to eventually for him, you get to the point you turn on shadows, and then it, it totally changes it. And then you put on his light, which would be his highlights. Mm-hmm. And there's some other lights, too, I did around that. I kind of combined mm-hmm. layers. But, um, like, you take that away, and then you see how flat he looks. Right. Well, let's start let's yeah. start at the beginning. When, when, it's, when someone starts in, they're like, I want to color my artwork. They've got right. a black and white piece. The first thing you want to do is create a layer um, that's underneath the line art. But you have to make the line art transparent so that's multiply right, right? yeah okay. you want to put it on on, on on multiply and this is these are your layer options right and you can right. do all sorts of and and just for fun let's just i'll show you the different ways uh these like 
Let me see if they get okay. Like so, this is dissolve, and you see as I just go down the list how different layers will actually affect yes. your art. Yes. And so this is all stuff you can do and, and like overlay and lighten mm-hmm. it. And then of course you get in there. I mean, you get some crazy stuff like difference. Differences. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, but uh, multi, um, you just put on normal for the colors. This one you want on uh, multiply your line art. Okay. So line arts on multiply, you were yeah. saying to comfort the eye, you may want to throw a gray background underneath that yeah it's not so stark right it it kind of adds like a little bit you see how it's a little easier it's not such a stark white it kind of i I, an art teach and i didn't do that for a while and i started because you know you i was so used to i didn't do it and i started doing it for a while and i'm like oh okay and i just picked like a gray from like one of the grayscale uh, swatches it's not to be big but something to kind of help lessen it now i've seen people approach coloring uh, many different ways. The, t- the two most common ways I've noticed as I watch colors and as I've colored myself is mm-hmm. some people do select and fill. Some people literally like to scrub in or shade in or paint in the color. Now, which one do you like? Do you use both? And does it depend on what you're coloring? I, I like to color it in. And the reason I like to color it in is because when you, a lot of times if you use fill, it sometimes moves a white line, like a thin white line between or a lighter or a color. lighter line of the color. Yeah, right. Yes, and a lot of times you also want to color underneath the line art. This actually mm-hmm. because it like I just you'll see it, but I, and also coloring is also kind of like hypnotic, so it's just like relaxing, it's just sit down and color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I hand color all that in just because it's kind of part of the fun process. Um, you can go back and fill it in, but I don't know. I I, I, do, I do that sometimes. I mean, it's quicker, but then again, I'm not necessarily in this to be quick. So you're, I guess. So you're se. working in you're working in layers, uh, and your 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 colors have to be underneath the the inked work. So you yes. you do that yes. you do that how? Because it sounds like you're using a different process than I use. Yeah, it's multiply and then right underneath. So like if I I'm this is the color. So if I actually take the color and put it over the lines, like above the layer, that's what it looks like. So yeah, yeah. See, below the line layer. Below the line layer, because the line is the ink that holds everything. So right. you're, you want to color. Some people do it different ways. Like if they do fills a lot of times, Rob, yeah. what they'll do is they'll they'll adjust the settings so you don't get that edge to it. And they'll right. do just yeah. drag and drop. And they'll literally drag and drop colors. That'll just do your flats, though. But I don't want to get ahead of folks. Now, yeah. they're explained to folks about flats and what that refers so to flats are yeah. like i now would not i've heard a lot of people will hire other people to do flats and and then it's just it basically they separate each so the way i've always seen it done is they'll separate each like say you have like we'll just take this because i already have this saved and like they'll basically like you know let's just cut this there you go and then you can paste this so from what i gather each like say this is a flat color it'll be like Mm -hmm. its own little now maybe this is wrong because i know people use channels i'm still not an expert at channels by any means of the uh you talk about a lot of people will will use a mask or an alpha lock or some sort of process hold to limit where the color can go yeah um but yeah. i've found that if if you have a closed circuit if you have a 
closed right. space in the black line, you can select right. and drop. Yeah. So this would be like when I've seen people do flats. Yeah, they'll either do that or they'll make, I think, each piece separate so they can just highlight each piece and then color that with the marquee mm-hmm. tool. And people mm-hmm. hire people to do that. But I, I just kind of think that takes the fun out of it. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, well, I, yeah, I, yeah, if you enjoy the process, go for yeah. it. You know, um, some people and that was that was only going to come to you. Like when you get, you're looking at a black and white piece, let's say this piece right here. My first thoughts when I look at a black and white line art page is I'm thinking, OK, what time of day is it? Where's my light source? Right. You know, is it bright day? Is it twilight? Is it noon? Is it is it early morning? And then I start thinking about the palette. How do you how do you approach a page? I usually I I try not to get too I guess complicated with it. It's either a cool mm-hmm. palette or a warm palette. This is a warm mm-hmm. palette. Um, and then of course I think they're always like warm colors, like will pull forward and cool yes. colors will recede and so that's always kind of a general idea to keep in mind um mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. of times i'll do i'll use color for focal points um mm-hmm. bright colors this is why his his hair is orange so in a uh-huh. lot of my pictures there's certain so when i draw certain characters like i won't repeat certain colors so the color of his eyes are green and then he has his orange hair those colors are not repeat anywhere else in the picture okay. um and I even in Godlings, I would do that. Like when, when I first started that book, a lot of the uniforms are crimson red, um, and that color was never repeated in the picture. I wanted that color just to stay with the uniform, so they would they would stand out against everything. That makes sense. That makes sense. Do you do you think about color theory, or is it more intuitive? Because I know that there are times if I'm doing a lighting a bounce light, like from the yeah. side. If it's on something orange, I'll think, well, maybe a purple light because it's a complimentary, you know, theory. Complimentary I do. Theory I usually, like you know, it's funny. I, I, I'm not, I took a class in color theory. And I mean, again, you can spend your life studying that. Mm. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's intense. I still getting around the idea. I'm starting to use more light. Like I did use, um, there was a picture that I used a purple light, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, on, on, especially on something orange or yellow yeah and same thing with so this and was reds. a purple okay one. yeah mm. yeah and beautiful. i kind of did that yeah. this is more of a cool tone but again he's warm and again since he's red i try not to repeat a lot of red colors the one i'm doing now has red in it uh but i try not to repeat again the hair so his mm-hmm. hair is like this sort of neon orange and that kind of helps me a little bit with like standing him out like it just like your eye zooms in in the hair Oh yeah, pops. And, it really yeah, does. and I did that with some other images, like this one. Even though it has orange in it, for some odd reason, now, I could almost argue that the focal point would be the head down here, the pumpkin head. But you can see his hair up there. Oh the yeah. Focus. And I oh, I yeah. do a lot of composition. This is a circular composition where mm-hmm. I'm using color to the orange, 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 orange as a circle to go around mm-hmm. the picture. And then it sure, just yeah. kind of leads yeah. your eye around. It's so the motion of the frame, yeah. Exactly. I mean, you have the chain, which obviously yeah. is creating this circular motion, but you right. kind of can highlight it with the um, kind of balance it out with the heads and yeah. stuff. I try to do that with my photography. And I to give people yeah. a picture, and their eyes will always follow the same pattern no matter who's looking at it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just, it's it's innate. I mean, and I'm trying to think. This one. Was this it unintentional one was a, renaissance or accidental renaissance photos? Have you seen yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> this one's a little different because it was so cool 
honored yeah. that he was the yeah. only warm character, but I didn't know any other way to do ghosts. So That's it, cool. it, it works, but again, he's still like the focal point is still him. Mm-hmm. And um so yeah, I kinda I do use color theory, but I don't know how much I think about it. I think it's just innately what looks it's good. more innate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Have you thought ever thought about um, I know that with your style, this may not be appropriate, but I have seen colorists use depth of field blurs and motion blurs. Oh, yeah. Um, have you ever thought about that or any lens flare effects or anything like that? Do you use I effects? have not. I do okay. use some Gaussian blurs. Like when I did the color, there is a um, orange and, and there was a fade. So I'll use a Gaussian blur for like certain light effects or whatever but i i sometimes i don't know i almost fear when i see people use gaussian blur they either use it too much where it's very distracting it can be yes so you you really have to have a fine edge i i I do use some textures in some of my art not in this style there's another type of art Mm -hmm. um what's it called gaussian gaussian g-a-u-s-s-i-n gaussian gaussian Mm -hmm. blur uh, it's used a lot. A lot of people use motion blurs as well. I think mm-hmm. like like any kind of special effect, you have to be very selective and use it rarely or it will become yeah. distracting. Sure. Uh, yeah. Comic yes. comic books work so well, especially in, with Aaron's style, with, with a much more caricatured style like that or yeah. cartoon style, as some people call it. They work much better just flat without they much do. effect. Now, you know. This one I used some textures on. This was a cover I did for my friend's comic. That he, this is the only oh, character cool. in his comic. He just asked me to draw some crazy image. Yeah, I've been drawing images like this, and so mm-hmm. there is mm-hmm. textures on her neck, like right here. I see that. that. Oh, wow. Yes, yeah. uh, a little in, bit in her helmet. Done. Like this is yeah. a metal sheen yeah. in her helmet. So very mm-hmm. liberal use. Uh, yes. Same thing with this is a logo from his book, so it was a metal. So you can I I have mixed in textures, but mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. subtly. I don't very subtly. Like, oh, okay, yeah, because yeah, looks like two totally looks more like realism versus just you know computer inks. That that was the in. idea. I I don't know if I have any other. I'll try to be. Um, I have some stuff in here that could be bad for the interface. Yeah. Well, when we come when we when we come back to your art, I want to yeah. ask you about um, how to give it volume because once yeah. the once the flats are done, um, the next stage is okay. How do I give this a little bit of volume? Now, again, with a caricatured cartoon style, it's it's a little bit different. Some people say, "No, I want it as flat as possible. I want it to look right. like animation." But do you bring in again? color theory or do you say look i'm gonna just use dodge and burn and darken or lighten the existing color that's no i actually do i actually shade it so this would be his okay shadows on him oh nice can you zoom in on that for us yeah so like and it's super easy to do a lot of cartoonists will do this um and all of all of these shadows are just um there, there are usually like a darker color. It's on multiply, uh-huh. and I usually pick, like if I do, it's on multiply, and I and I do the opacity. Okay. So, like if you do like the, you can see it get darker on his little claw where he's holding it, and right. then you go down to about twenties where I had it. That's about right, and okay. you start to kind of like feel it. Like okay, that's about 
there. You can start to feel like when it gets to be more contrast. Mm -hmm. And I'll I can just turn this off and actually I'll just make a layer and show you how I I do the yeah, layers show us above how you do the uh -huh. line layer. So the line art, you want to go above the line art. You just put it on multiply. Now, since he's a warm color, I mm -hmm. instead of going solid black, I usually pick just up here more going towards the red. And okay. I'll do this. So if I'm doing blue, I actually do a blue. So it's okay. not solid black. Okay. Um, right. It just adds a little bit of, of warmth to it. You just put okay. it on multiply. And you want to, I just usually adjust the, oh, let me just do it at 37. That's how I start out. You just put All it right. on color and then you would just, it, let me just do something on his mask. Yeah, and let's you watch, just, watch you work here. Yeah. Yeah. See if it, and I, okay. You can't see my pin. So I'm always worried you can see, but you can't. So zoom, just, zoom in a little bit for us so we can see yeah. that. Comes so you're, you're using awesome. that, that blue right there, right? Yeah, that looks really yeah. good. That so gives it looks it a like lot it's of... mixing with the color that's already there. Yeah, this is a multiply. Mm -hmm. So if it was on normal, it would look, oh. and then multiply kind of does that sort of thing. Okay. And multiply, then you would just those, color it in. For those as, who don't know, multi multiply is like turns the layer into a piece of plexiglass or acetate or clear yeah. glass. Okay. <laughs> so then the light shining through it. Oh yeah, that's basically. And then I just basically, you know, will take my eraser and then just so Erase you can out just for highlights. Yeah, and then it just punches out. And then basically that may be a little too harsh. Oh, whoops! I always hit the button. Go away. Now what uh, <laughs> what brush are you using? A flat brush, a soft brush? It's just your standard paper. brush. Okay. Just your standard brush. I don't use soft brushes um, okay. uh, that much, and so that might be a little dark. And I'll just like take your past right to the layer, <laughs> and then you can just like this is it at full capacity. Right. Right. Okay. And as okay. you knock it down, your eyes start to go like no, too no. That's starting and to you look, find the sweet spot. Right. Yeah. That's starting yeah. to look more like a shadow instead of another color. And then you would just so twenty seven. Usually I most of the time it's in twenty seven. Depend and this depends on the color too. So like if I was to take this is what you have to do each shadow by each layer. So if I do another one for his skin and let's just yeah. say that was twenty seven. Right. Because I multiply, it's gonna look different on his skin. Let's like, show show us how, how you would contour shadow his skin let's let's go from yeah so from this let's is just like watch you do that i'm super colorblind so when you say like his armor is red everything but the, the, the hair looks orange everything else on him for me is a shade of brown oh really oh yeah. Uh, yeah the 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 armor is pretty pretty red um uh not not red neck but red uh maybe yeah. it's red neck i don't know i He's see like very variant. like a brown red for the armor and like a, a lighter brown yeah yeah, well, this also looks so different too. When you see it, like this will change color when it's printed. You're having <laughs> light shine into your eyes, so you always have Ooh, to realize it's going to yeah. change a little bit. How do you so it goes again, a little darker. Oh, it goes darker. Yeah. That's a little dark, mm -hmm. so you almost want like that. That's at 27. That's almost a little dark for his skin, so you can like tone the opacity down to look more like natural for his skin. Okay, like right about okay. there, and that's a 15 or 14. So you notice, like even though I'm using. Like certain times, like I'm doing 28, it looks maybe a little dark or whatever, so you can tone it down a little bit. And so each color on here, I do a separate shadow layer. And, and then I adjust the shadows for each color. 
So it's not so what just color, lunch. What color are you using right now? Show us the, the actual color. This what you're doing is you're using opacity instead of um, right. coloring, you know, from like using a palette. You're using really opacity to contour. Exactly. Things. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. And this is basically, this is like a red. It is a, it's it's basically just an off red, almost like a black, but it's an off red. I don't know if you can see that. It's very dark. Okay. Um, okay. And yeah, so, I, wanted, I wanted the viewers to be able to see what color you're using and that it's yeah. important for them to know you're on a layer. The layer is set to multiply and you are adjusting the opacity. The opacity. So right. I am... So, yeah, I'm using the opacity to adjust the shadows. Okay. And that okay. always works better because then if I'll go back and readjust things and make sure they kind of look right or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, I mean, eventually after you do this, this is all of like his shadows put together. Oh, um, yeah. And um, so this is after I get all the shadows on. Uh, they all look like that. And now, these are all, all, I mean. Important- I'm sorry, these are all like different layers. Like there's a layer for his skin, there's mm-hmm. a layer for his other shade of skin, mm-hmm. there's a mm-hmm. layer for his axe blade. Mm-hmm. And then so you have to go through because not each opacity matches each color. So you have to go through and adjust each. Which it takes a while. So you can't just do like multiply and then do the entire shadows in one opacity color. It because the colors don't always mix evenly. So, you just so would you it. recommend to someone, you'd say, look, make a layer for the care, like make it character centric. So you have like six layers for each character. One is flats. Yeah. One is shadows. One is highlights. One is whatever. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so do, you this... la- do you label them? Do you label them that way? I I'm lazy and I don't always. I I will label <laughs> the groups like okay. you, there's this knock. There his name go. is Knocked, which is short for nocturnal. I don't know. Okay. Just, the name popped into my head. Um, mm-hmm. and so hey, don't don't knock the, it if it works. Yeah, don't oh. knock it, right? Oh, but seriously, uh, folks, don't knock yeah. it. But yeah, I just go through and each all his shadow layers are under one group. So I do use groups. That way it can turn the groups on and off. Like, this is the right vampire. And these are what, I mean, if you want to take the colors off, these are what the shadows look like. Oh, um, cool. That's cool it. right there. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. So you can, you can even do a black and white. Now you have a black and white image. And so some literally, people... you that is awesome. That, that's, well, that's important. I don't want to gloss past this. Yeah. I'm sitting here looking at this thinking, You've got immediately a black and white version of your comic just because you do mm-hmm. your shadows in the yeah. same tone. That's awesome. Exactly. And there's some people, there's two ways you can also do this. So you can also do a grayscale. Mm-hmm. Um, and so mm-hmm. let me, and I'll do this on a separate layer. I've seen this done before, and this is kind of a, um, I just want a new, um, new image. Let's just. Okay. Yes. Yeah, say you want to say you want to color something, and I'm just going to color an object. Like this is the base, gray. Okay. And say it's like a I don't know a cube or something. Mm-hmm. And then you want afterwards pick like a darker gray. Let's do that for like the darker gray. And you just yeah. you can shadow your entire images in gray tones if you want. 
and like oh, okay this is gray tones and say you want like oh and then pick almost a white gray for like mm -hmm. a highlight the color that if you want to and i've seen people do this which adds a little bit of a different effect okay you can say like well i want a red brick you can just take it and let's pick like i don't know an off red like say crimson red make this a multiplier layer and then when you just color over top of it it's just going to pick up all of those so it's going to shade or shadow itself underneath so you just actually just you just put a base color over the gray tones and now you have and then maybe if you want to adjust a little like then you have like a shadow and i've seen people okay. do that too well they'll literally okay. shade their entire pictures and and uh, shades of gray. It'll all be just a complete gray, and then they just add color over the top of it. On that's actually a uh, yeah. That's a, that's a traditional way that um, uh, a lot of Renaissance painters did that. Would uh, do that. They, they would, would do shadow studies and is, stuff, and it works. How, how you did it back then? Yeah, yeah. That's how. It's exactly how I did it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, actually, you know, you joke, but. Because I have red-green color blindness, I solved ah. a lot of that by doing um, gray tone illustrations mm. and then doing the colors yeah. on layers on top of them. Like a lot of the masters would do that as well. They do egg tempera color glazes. They call it color mm -hmm. glazing on okay. top of a black and white image. So I did that digitally for a long time, but it it's okay. I've even done comics like that. But yeah. I've always loved the vibrancy of the style that, that Aaron uses and that most comics use, which is right. flat, bright color and then a black outline yeah. of ink. I just I right. love that look, the more traditional look for comics. Yeah. I mean, this is literally – and all, all you do is just I'm adding the color underneath and it just pops it. Same thing with yeah. this is the full thing. And then I did put oh, a wow. crimson in the back. So wow, once the color, and this is them without like the shadows, and then you can see the shadows added on, and you see how much it just pops. Can you explain the the layer hierarchy? What's on the bottom, and walk us through like what's on the very bottom all the way to the very to the very top. So on, on the on the very so it would be, and I'll just take this. So this is um, the color. Underneath the line art, which is set to multiply, are the color panels. This is, it's all the colors that you're mm -hmm. going to use. So this is the flat colors underneath the color. Underneath up, the ink. Underneath the ink, the line, the line art. Above right. the line art is, this is the shadow layers on multiply. Okay. And then you right. add the light layers. The light layers are done a little differently. When you add the light, it's going to add that extra volume of kick. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. He, and that would be the final shades, right? Yeah. So, and it really pulls that out. So that really and, does. It really mm -hmm. does. So the flat. So if you were to talk it through, it would be flats, then inks, then color, Shadow. I mean, then shadows, and then just, and then just special color. effects, uh, highlights. Yeah. Okay. And the highlights and the 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 light is super easy. So I will just do a light thing. And a light is the same way for this one, since it's a warm, you can use purple, whatever. I used an off yellow. Mm -hmm. And so if you were going to, again, let me focus on his head, it's, it's the same thing, except you put it on overlay, not multiply. You put it on overlay. And overlay. You adjust, you adjust the opacity. 
and then you can just basically color in his, you know, his helmet. This is pretty dark, mm. but you just color in the, the light. And of course, you know, you can fine tune this as you go along. It's basically kind of in a weird way, like painting. It is like and, painting. Yeah. It's additive. And you, you have know? to stick to like a static light source in these, right? Yes, so I usually match. do. Um, you can do it. And so that is 41. That is way. But as you start adjusting the opacity down, it starts mm-hmm. to become, okay, that mm-hmm. looks like light. Oh, interesting. So, okay. Wow. Yeah. And that's just on, and that's just on an overlay. Uh, mm-hmm. with their opacity. So just multiply opacity for shadows, overlay uh, an opacity for light. And for that's light. it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then that's, you know, as I um deleting my layer, so I make sure I don't remember this. So when I add <laughs> all light, that's why I did the light. And I do add yeah. a highlight. So there are highlights on him as well. Yeah. Show us, show us a highlight. So a uh, highlight to so me. And I, the way I do highlights is I only put highlights on the main character. Okay. There's highlights on these nails in the background, but I only put the highlight on the character you want to see. That way it kind of pulls them out. Mm-hmm. And I can get you like just like this. It's very subtle, but yeah, like very... there's him with with no highlights. Then when you add the highlights, you see just a little bit of a jump. Mm-hmm. And it pulls him out. And all and all highlights are is is as I actually put layers on normal. You can put it on, on multiply normal. It's like frosting and the tips. Yeah, and then you just adjust the opacity. And I use white, just straight up white. So all of these are just white lines. Um, that's 35 on normal. See if that, which one? Oh, that yeah. would be on his, his blade here. And then once I go down to 35, I just, do, 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 you know, I always have to get it just right. But yeah, as you do it, this, you, you start more to see subtle. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it just makes, makes it more subtle, subtle and it pops it. And that's and that's and that's really it. That that's my entire coloring style is is light art, flats, shadows, light, highlights. That's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and, mainly you're you're manipulating opacity, and then you're manipulating. Yeah. Um, you're using an overlay layer effect, yeah. or multiply layer effect. <clears throat> so it's really and, effects and opacity. A lot of people paint literally just right on top, like they're. They're painting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's what I would do. It feels like very logical to mm-hmm. just go over top. Just but over this top. is this is more um this is more manipulation of saturation of how you know mm-hmm. how intense it is. And and because yeah. you've separated the most important thing people need to remember is separate everything on a layer. You yes. know, so that way you can always get rid of it, uh, or change yep. it or alter it. The other reason people do flats is you can use the magic wand, which is a selection tool for Photoshop. Use the magic wand to select entire regions. Like if you had a guy like that blade, you could select the whole blade and change its color or do whatever you wanted to it with just literally touching it with with one tool with a magic wand. Yeah, you can touch it because it'll, you know, there. It selects that area. Yeah. It's, so yeah, call it's it selection. Selection. and blocks out everything else and blocks out everything ants. else. You That's can't work in any area it. except what's selected. Yeah. See, the key, the, yeah, that was the hardest thing to learn when first starting to use digitally was you had to master selection. And yeah. what taught what taught me the hard way uh, using a Wacom tablet, like this would have been like 97, right? 
and you didn't have touch screen. So you were looking up at a screen and, and you had to control it from, you know, your hand. And what you would do is you'd literally follow the edge of the line with a lasso yes. and select yeah. the whole area. Right. Uh-huh. And that was not easy to do. That's much easier now uh, when you're, you know, because you're touching the actual screen itself. Yeah. But the old Wacom tablets were, a, they, they, were a, they were a test. Yeah, they're really they were, and I still do. You know, strangely enough, this process, I do use some selections, but not as much because I'm not using gradients right. as much. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't, it's really using the pencil and then erasing, you know, it would be like making a shape and then erasing it down to how you want the shape to look. Well, I noticed something about your work, Aaron, um, and that is when you did that piece for your friend's cover, and yeah. you did some really nice hatching work contouring the figure on the back and shoulders yeah. of the figure. Um, I don't see that as much in your work. Um, do you use that for volume in, in your own work at all, or do you just depend on the color? I, I do. I usually try to keep – if I'm going to do cross-hatching, it's for black and white. Okay. Um, okay. And then I have colored it. My goblins, I do color. And when I ended up, my goblins is is super simple. And I didn't go the full. Um, let me see. Let's pick a random page. There's enough of them. Okay, here's a random page. So I'm not using the lights and shadows in here except very minimally. So even on her, um, I'm I'm letting the cross hatching do the uh, volume and I don't even think oh there's a little bit of shadow here and and like even on him there's a little bit of shadow by his knuckles mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. right here but very minimal because the idea is I wanted the cross hatching to do the work so I, I didn't like it felt redundant to like do the cross hatching and then shadow over the cross hatching like, well, then why do I put the cross yeah then why do the cross hatching <laughs> Phil yeah. Phil says hey coloring hepcats hey Phil thanks for watching if you have a question for Aaron, please uh, feel free to post yeah. it for us. Um, I like I like with your work particularly, Aaron. I like the fact that you use color rather than hatching um, for more realistic style. Uh, I like yeah. hatching because I love line work. Period. But I like the line work you use for your style. It's it's perfect. See the intensity of the color of that character on the left, and yeah. how that just jumps forward. I mean, you keep focusing on that character. Again, it's all cool colors and he's the only crimson Mm -hmm. in his blue and Mm -hmm. crimson. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. he pops immediately. Um, Mm -hmm. I did use a little bit of gradient on the back of the wall. Like that's the extent of my gradients. Like I use a little bit of color from the, the, you know, but just very minor. And even on, when I do the shadows, I only shadow certain things. Like I'll shadow her green and I shadowed a little bit of the brown, but I, I wouldn't shadow like the lighter, so I would pick mm-hmm. like three colors to shadow. Like him, I shadowed the reds, and mm-hmm. then I didn't shadow the browns, and I shadowed a little bit of his skin, and that's it. Very subtle shadows. The idea was I wanted the crosshatch to do most of the talking. The way I got the, the trick is to hear them not make it look so flat. Is like that's kind of more flat, but I use these old pages, and then I put a texture over the top of the old page, so it kind of gives this weird texture. Um, my nice. comic art is simpler. I try to. I mean, if I'm doing, like, you know, vampires, I could just go, like, ballistic. In fact, I want to do a knocked comic book, and I want to actually do the entire comic in this color style with the shadows, and that's going to take a while. So I'm doing one comic at a time, and each comic will be its own thing. 
Um, hey, man, you I, can you can you can knock that out. You know? Yeah, no problem, right? It takes yeah. me about once I do something like this, it takes me like three days, maybe four, mm-hmm. uh, depending on it. And so most like pencil pages like this color, I would color like two pages of this like a day. I can color two pages a day because it's just That's simple awesome. colors. That's so awesome. this is like much better. It looks cooler. Uh, but again, the cooler it looks, the more time it takes. The more time right. it takes, yeah. Right. Goblins, I want a specific look. So I really, I didn't want to focus on all these crazy colors. I wanted to do more cross-hatching. And, and I've always done that with my comics. I want specific looks so I won't always have the same style. Like, I can even mm-hmm. show you old art that I was digging to my... my um, do I have... Yeah. So this is an old book I did called Dead Luck. When the whole thing's done. And it's got to load. Okay, we'll let it load for a minute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Dead Luck was like almost written like a kid's book. Um, and I did this back in... Okay, we'll just do that page. So this was thicker lines. The I lines see that. Were a little, little thicker than mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. And I used the sh- my shadow and the coloring technique... But it's much more cartoony, and this was like sixty pages. And this, this whole book's done. I I gotta figure out how to. The printing's a little off because it's it's a horizontal book. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I did this in college just to practice um, uh, coloring because I was still learning this. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do a whole thing. But I, like each one of and these were inked with a brush. So this was traditionally inked with a brush, not digitally. Okay. Colored not digital. Yeah. Okay. So, and of course, was... you can see from that coloring style to this, I've refined it. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, more, quite a obviously. bit. Quite but a this bit. was supposed to be a much simpler style, mm-hmm. and then I've gone more, you know, like all detailed and crazy and stuff. So yeah, I, <laughs> I will actually pick the ones that my children's books are the ones that can be the most intense. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are, let me see. It's by intense, you mean more. Um, like just more more saturated saturated color less muted tone or do you more colors what do you mean by more intense just a lot this is um there's just a lot of it oh okay yeah, i see what you mean so okay. they're full page spreads this yeah this book was meant i was like hiding animals in it so in this one there's like little animals huh. and stuff for the kids to find and That's the idea cool. was it was much more picture focused the story so there's a little bit of writing and then there's a lot of focus on a lot of folks on visuals yeah visuals yeah. i wanted the people to look at it so mm-hmm. this was again this was all inked by hand and then it was colored in the computer uh but there's just a lot to it mm-hmm. and you get i mean the main light source of course was the fire and yeah. in the fire, I did use a Gaussian blur inside the flames to make the flames kind of poke out. Mm-hmm. And then a lot mm-hmm. of times I would just go. So that was, and this book is, this is one of my books that was published by uh, Action Lab. I think it was like, did I have one of the city mm-hmm. scenes? Takes a while. The, and these, this uh, particular book, each page, just to mm-hmm. color it would take almost a week. Okay. So this whole book took an entire year to make. But again, it's supposed to be a lot of it. I mean, that's yes. the idea. Yeah, that's yeah. very saturated. Can you zoom in to some of the yeah. close-ups here? I'd love to see, like, the textures, your, your architecture. I did any texture. I did some light here oh, and wow. there. I see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. 
it's so fair to say a lot of shingles texture. Yeah, yeah, I love the yeah. I love the design. Mm-hmm. Of your fairy and tale world there, it's great. Yeah, she's she's a tour guide and she takes this family in a tour of a fairy of a fantasy land. Hmm. Yeah, and that's and that's why you see all the animals that they have the tour map and, and they're all pointing and stuff. And what's funny is they as they go through the tour. They get stuff like any tourist would buy stuff. So this is her, like the the mother's hair. And then mm-hmm. as you get to the very end of the book, she gets a hairstyle, like her her hair done. <laughs> at the That's awesome. uh, and they actually show like this is the the mermaid. So it takes these are big files, obviously. Big files. I was going to ask you: Do you ever think about you know saving out a a flattened version that you can just show? Yeah, I well, these are all printed in books. Mm, um, mm-hmm. But this is her at the hair salon, so she gets, and then I keep that hairstyle through the rest of the story. So once she gets her hair done, then her hair is the same thing. Like, and the, and the dad gets a helmet, so they're changing. This is oh, idea, cool. like this is like this mermaid hair salon. I'm a merman, dad. <laughs> yeah, merman. And there's there's a merman here, and he's and they're, they're getting all of their. So yeah, there's and even in this story, I built in a, a secret. There, see if I can even find him. There's this little character, right? Here it's like this little mushroom dude, Let's right see there. Uh, he's in every picture, but I don't tell you. And so oh, it's yeah, up to you to, yeah. to find him. Hey, mushroom dude. Cool. Yeah. yeah, Waldo. Exactly, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, even yeah. hint that he's in, he's even on the cover. And so if somebody looks at the book enough, all of a sudden they'll pick up like, hey, wait a minute, this guy's a, yeah, he's in every image, and he's very small. Like even in this one, he is right there. Yeah. Very small. And you can see, I mean, the, the the main size of the book is about that size. So they're small. You know, yeah. let me see. Yeah. So that's well, my I got I, a question I, for you. As far as process, if there are aspiring colorists out there and they want to start coloring their books, do you have like go to inspiration? Like, oh man, they've got to look at this person. This woman's excellent color. This guy's an excellent colorist. Do you have. You know, people you look at. Trying to think, not really. I I just started coloring my pit. I use the uh, website Cooler, okay. Adobe Cooler, which is K U L E R, and that that helps me with color choices. And I don't know if I can show it online, so it's it. I'll oh, just no, don't worry about that. Yeah, a uh, Cooler. It's K-U-L-E-R. it's basically you you would choose like you would basically like say this is a yellow you would choose a color you would you would grab this uh number mm-hmm. which would be the um i can't remember the name of that the pantone it's either number. rgb it's rgb or it's a cmyk right and then once code. you get that number and or then you go decimal. and drop this into your like you go to cooler and there's all these different color <coughs> combinations and and stuff what you would do is drop that color and like this is your main color and then Kulu would tell you all the other colors that would go with that color. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's, it's an advisory. Advisory. Exactly. Yeah. And so it yeah, really yeah. is helpful. That way you're not getting the the candy color effect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you keep mm-hmm. helping me use my eyes. And from there, I don't I don't look at I know it's funny, I don't look at a lot of colorists. Um I'm trying mm-hmm. to think. I like I do like some coloring style of the Udon, which is Udon is a company that does uh, Street Fighter and okay. art and stuff. Um, Udon, okay. like the noodles. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> they have a very cartoon, but then just look at cartoons or whatever. Most yeah. of the time when I'm coloring, I am just going with what I think. And then I'll look at like real life stuff. Like if I want color clothes, I'll look up clothes or whatever for color ideas. 
Uh -huh. um, but very rarely do I look at color. I, I'm not a huge fan of a lot of modern day color where a lot of things are monochromatic and certain like this is all green and this is all red and this is all blue. Like whole scenes of that way. I, that is, I think, overdone to the point where I think it's it's mm -hmm. okay. We've gotten that. It's like the lens flare. Mm -hmm. Okay, the mm -hmm. monochromatic crap is done. We, we've done that. Let's move on. Um, mm -hmm. Add color mm -hmm. to your comics. Don't sit there and be like, yeah, but everything's blue. Yeah, I, I, I don't care. Add color. Um, you got a whole spectrum of color. Well, um, unless you're trying to do an effect, like I, I used. Yeah. I used a blue overlay to make it look like a, a night scene. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, in one mm -hmm. color that I did. I mean, I colored it all, and then then I put a, a layer over the top of it of blue and found the right opacity to make it look like it was a, a nighttime scene. Yeah. So and I, I, you, you I've can done do stuff that like that before. But I'm like, I'm trying to think of like. That'd be the only time I would use something like what that. Should, what should young artists who are, really want to learn about how to color these comic books, uh, should they watch anime, like some anime stuff? Can you recommend for them? Or, um, you, know, you, you, you can. Um, again, just, I mean, this is a cartoon style of coloring, which is more, I was going to use, this is monochromatic, and I was using orange. There would be 14 where you would see... Um, like even on on the oh, did I do fourteen? Oh no, maybe it was. I'm going back to twelve, so I'm going backwards. Uh, the reds <laughs> and stuff to really highlight yes. the fact that he's you know got this energy flowing. Um, God, I can't even. Did you use an airbrush there in that center glow mm. that looked like a soft? Yeah, light. so that's not that's just a soft brush. Um, okay, this okay. is so basically. To get the glow, I will use certain. Okay, so this is actually a good, okay. That's um, a good thing to, to talk that, about. The glow effect you can use FX, and I do use inner and outer glow. And okay. so mm -hmm. panel one does have with the red; it has an inner and outer glow. And if you take those off, it's just like a red ball. Yeah, show show us like click on and off the appropriate layer. Yeah, so this is the looks. inner glow. And you can add noise to it, so the noise it makes it pixelated, so it looks like it's like energy. And then okay. I just added an outer glow, and all yeah, you, you just have to have a, but you have to keep your shape. So like this is just be like a big red shape, and then you can add inner and outer glow. Wow. Uh, same okay. thing with the red. Um, how does it I know did. what to highlight, what to glow around? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. How does it's it the edges? <laughs> it's the edge. How does it yeah. select? Okay. okay. It goes okay. inside the edge and outside. It's using the edge. Yeah, and, okay, um, outside edge right. of it. Yeah. So you you have to select the edge to say outside inside of this. Yeah. No, no. This it, is the it, inner glow palette, and so it's I'll on use... one. It's on its own layer, right? Yeah. Uh, it, you, it's an effect, the effect on on, on the, the layer. layer. Got it. Yeah, and so this, so like oh, I can on sit there, there and if I adjust the size, see so it'll adjust. Oh the yeah, size there you go. Okay, okay. Or if you adjust yeah, the choke, that's a handy little effect. Yeah, I use that a lot. It's yeah, a noise. This is the noise you put the noise up and makes it more pixelated. Mm -hmm. You know, if you turn the noise down, it'll be like no pixelation. It'll just be smooth. Very smooth. And so, yeah, yeah there's a. You just play with it. To get the inner glow is literally just. I just took a soft brush, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. um, it just basically. So let me just turn these. Oh wow! Look at that. Uh, yeah, it's just. Soft brush, one dot of the soft brush, another dot, bigger dot. Boom. So you just, you would just yeah, take you... like, okay, I want to do, 
yellow and you just put it on a soft brush thing you want to do the soft brush opacity so you should knock the opacity of the brush down to like maybe 32 and then you just let's let us do another layer and then the brush and then you just i make it big you can make the brush kind of big and you just basically tap 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 oh sweet yeah and you're starting to get that glow effect and then to make it even you, you do white you do another layer uh same thing except now you want to look you know shrink your brush put it in the center tap tap see you're starting to get the glow and then you know, one more usually just for like the big effect, the dot of where it's going, and it just tap, 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 make a little dark, yeah, and then yeah. now you have like a. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, let's it's, say, let's. I want to ask a question real quick. Let's say you wanted the core of that highlight to be pure white. Would you just do another layer on top of it and do a yeah. solid white dot? <clears throat> yeah, you would just do that. And you can just, I mean, you can also, you could do the same effect by just doing a solid and doing ga- a Gaussian blur, which would adjust. So let's turn the white off and let's do a solid, let's just do a solid white uh, dot in here. Mm-hmm. And let's make it small because it's going to spread out. Like actually, let's put the opacity straight up. Just make a solid white dot. That's as there's there's textures over the top, but that's mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. I can see it. Yeah, Very and then cool. you just go. You can go to the blur, the Gaussian blur, and then from there you can start adjusting. Like that's the dots there, and then as you adjust it, you can get more. So if you want to adjust the blur effect, you can do it that mm-hmm. way. Close okay. up the edges, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so that blurry, way you don't have to yeah. worry about that stuff. So yeah, there's the you, you again as you start to notice, Photoshop is a lot about um, there's many ways to do the same thing. Oh yeah, yeah. it's what people prefer. Some people yeah. would do that a completely different way. But what's cool about this is it's such a powerful program that you find your own way that's comfortable yes. and fast for you. Yes. There's yep. no right or wrong way with with Photoshop. It's whatever brings you the result. Hey, show us yep. how to do a lightning bolt. I would love to see how you like <laughs> like put put lightning around that that. Uh, that so to do like, let's just say if I was to do like a lightning, and let me see. Uh, let's just do that. Oh no, go back in the group. Oh, panel one group. Okay, um, and I just sit there i'll do a bright yellow and then we can do that and of course there's not going to be any lines on this because we'll just do the straight up lightning bolt Mm -hmm. it was like let's see how that that works oh yeah now where are you on the layer hierarchy tell us where you are i am below the ink line so i am right below i'm in the the color section then i would you know make it sharper by using your erase tool to erase away mm. the edges. And then most, strangely enough, you pick yellow for a lightning bolt. Most lightning is actually blue or purple. Very rarely. Right. I'm not sure where the yellow part comes in. That's why actually Boomer is blue because lightning is mostly blue. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, blue is much more of an intense heat than yellow. Ah, it's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. I, I thought, you know, yep. it's, it's a question here that I was interested that you chose that color because I would have chosen a pure white to do the fault. And you, then I would put something oh, around it, maybe a color around it, because the core of the lightning bolt would be pure white and maybe yeah, the we're getting to be that. blue. Okay. Well, yeah, we're okay. getting to that. So you get okay. FX and you would do an inner glow. And then you do a solid white and you want to put center and we can do like maybe more precise and we'll do the opacity and there's your, yeah. And then nice. you kind of, like yeah. the size wow. of it, like there. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. you basically did inner, you did inner glow yeah. on that layer and then you adjust it. What were the parameter adjustments that you, this changed? is what I'm still kind of, and, and of course you can <clears> kind of like, and you, you, can can do, you can do an edge, an edge, or you can actually do the center, and you would mm-hmm. play around with this more, but that mm-hmm. would be more like. And then from there, once I get like the inner glow, and I would take the opacity down or make it. Let me see the size. Uh, do, do, like you can do. And now you got me noise or whatever. And then from over the top, if you want. You can mm-hmm. just do a straight up soft brush, um, do the opacity down and make it solid white, and then okay. just, just basically color in like the lightning bolt more straight up, something like that. And again, okay. I mean, even even with the lightning bolt, I would actually almost put it because I put it like a, just a slight blur. On mm-hmm. the bolt itself, mm-hmm. to blur those edges a little bit. Very nice. Like maybe, and then you could do line art. But I mean, you can play around with it. Simple. So, but you can do white. Or you can paint in the white. Um, mm-hmm. Let me see, because I do have. I have done lightning bolts on him before. Let me. I am going to grab. I got to try to think of like what page today. <laughs> okay. So All this right. is Photoshop. Have you dealt? Uh, explored uh, Fresco or Illustrator? I do Illustrator a lot. Illustrator is really? a whole different beast. That's vector art. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I I don't play with as it, as much. What does I that do mean, all vector? my lettering in in. Uh, yeah, in yeah. yeah. <clears throat> the thing about it's Illustrator is it is uh, it's vector based, which means it's got uh, geometry and mathematics that make the images scalable to yeah. whatever size, and they don't pixelate. Um, that's excellent in terms of titles and copy. Uh, it makes for very difficult. You have to be quite a technical mind to want to do illustration in illustrator, which odd that it's called illustrator. Uh, I've seen people do completely lifelike. Yes. uh, Yeah. I've seen people do completely lifelike, um, illustrations. That amazes me because I have, I have no concept how I could do that. It's just absolute patience. And I've seen people. Yeah, yeah, I don't it's have doable. <laughs> the, the, the way people do it, Rob, I've seen them do it. it the way it, the way it's done, and the way to get your head around it is: imagine taking little pieces of colored construction paper and layering them all on top of each other, right? To paint, right. to paint yeah. a portrait. Everything is a geometric thing, right? And you just exactly. blur it, right? So Photoshop is more intuitive to the artist in terms of you're worried about the image, not the edge of the image. 
and, well, and Illustrator and is about the edge of the image. And I did a lot of early on. I did a lot of work with it with an airbrush, a real airbrush. Yeah. Oh, fact, I still know. have yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so Photoshop works works in my mind works similarly to that. Right? And yeah, that's right. how my mind works. Is like an airbrush. Same here. So, Same here. Yeah. Hey, well, you, hey, you know, Aaron, the two, Aaron, go the back two, to that. Well, that, that stop. I love that, Pete. That is a right. That's nice. I love those. Those. Wow, dude. Great. Hey, can we do lightning bolts? Can we do a layer exploration of that piece of artwork? Like, yeah, break it yeah. down to its. Break it down to just. I want to see like constructing that entire piece in layers. Like, I want to see just the black and white, and then as you go. I'd love this was to the see first that. line I drew. This was the second line I drew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look at that. I think um, that wow. is cool. Yeah, I think that was the, the initial image. That was it. That was it. Wow. So isn't that cool? Like, wow. okay, so start adding and talking about, okay, so there's your Yeah, gray. this is the blue. And I just wanted, like, the scene that takes place in the comic is in the mountains. And I okay. wanted him to okay. inspire by Dragon Ball Z stuff, like with the, okay. the power starting to come up underneath him. All right. Um, All right. This is his, the base color. I mean, again, you can see even, because I'm actually going to, the stones actually do have a texture on them. There was a stone texture. Um like on the stones themselves. Can you zoom in? That? Maybe yeah. we can catch that on screen. Yeah. So I'd if love you look to at see the what stone, you got. Um, this is like, that's an actual texture. Oh, Those yes. are just pictures yeah, of nice. stones. Yeah. On it to nice, give it, Aaron. to give it texture. Wow. I do that sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes with stones, especially for the cover. I'm like, yeah, why not? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. This is like, I think like just me playing, I may not have put the layer, the high, like the light. This is the highlight. Um, again, this is the shadows. Now the light's going to be coming from both sides, so it's okay. hitting like on his coat, like here, and it's hitting on both sides. So you shadow him in the center, and as you light as you go down, um, yeah, we call that a core shadow. So you want yeah. a core shadow since you've got lights on on both sides. And this um, is stuff are, at the are bottom. Are you operating was... with overlay? Or are you operating with um, multiply? Mul- like w- that's multiply. multiply. So my shadows okay. all are multiply. Okay. Okay. And then again, to add the light, and the light's going to be a little more intense because of the lightning bolts. And okay, then I just add okay. the highlights to them, which the highlights are very subtle, but they just kind of make them pop. So that's the final image. To do that, there's a template that goes over the top of the book, and that's you know that's why there's not a lot of stuff. It looks like crap on the bottom, but that's okay. Uh, the lightning bolts were basic shapes. Okay. Uh, okay. No line, and I didn't want to put any line. I wanted to add the effects after. I wanted to be very subtle. I didn't want them to be like super intense. Um, and um, hey, Tommy, Tommy saying loving the color talk and art. <laughs> Thanks, Tommy. Thanks, Tommy. Yeah, um, that looks good, man. I mean, you, you know, you're saying yeah, that I like it, that effect. It, it yeah. has a frame too. I love, I love that effect, man. That wow. And that's that. Just let me see if I can. Yeah, it's just those are his little, little hands. And did I combine them there? Maybe I combined them. Yeah. So it's just, again. Combi- to, okay. To, okay. To, it's just that's just a soft brush on yellow, and I just hit it twice with a soft brush, and then I just mm-hmm. added in the white, so it looks like it's hotter in the center. A hotter. And yeah, then yeah. I just did an inner glow for the lightning bolt. Very very okay. subtle. And okay. then just an outer glow, and that was it. And that, and that's what how I made it. Um, you know, even the inner glow, the size 
again, I'm doing it very much sort of like, you know, adding noise, noise adds. I can go back over like, the, I think the opacity is up, but I bring the opacity mm -hmm. down so you don't see it as much. I wanted the whole thing subtle. What makes it very right. subtle is the fact that this whole layer is on 55. That's it at 100%. Okay, and you made it very more... bright. So I, okay. I took the entire layer to knock the down opacity to... down to 55 because I wanted him to be the focal point. And then when you now, add it in, it just. Yeah, and that with the framing of the graphics, yeah. then that really that brings it all together and unifies it. I wanted to ask let's say you work in, in, and you had uh, an art director and they said, hey, Aaron, um, can you do some yellow edge lighting on his arms? I just want to see what that would look like. How would you edge light the yellow bouncing from those lightning bolts? I like, let's I, say, in the edge of his arms. I think I did. Let me see here. I, I okay. It looks like I would, it was yellow, and I think I made the yellow more intense. Let's turn off the lightning bolt. The light here, you can do, I mean, if you want to do that, you would just, you add can a add layer. straight up more like straight up like dude it's like hard my opacity and then yeah. you can just basically just draw in straight yellow yeah there you go there you and go then it would just and then from there and then you up would on just, his shoulders go go up put some on the shoulder yeah. i just want to see what i'm just curious to see what it looks like no you, you would just yeah you can just you can trash this layer after obviously oh, but yeah, i just yeah. wanted to see it just just to show people like what edge lighting can do on a piece, it can really make something pop. Oh yeah, yeah. Now, would you soften it, or would you leave it hard edged like that? I would curious. leave it myself because it just matches. I would leave it yes. hard edged. Okay. Um, yeah, that's what I would Strangely say. enough, if you actually just sit on and look at shadows at life, most shadows, even though have soft edges, some do. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot mm -hmm. of shadows are very hard edged. Yeah, more you're than right. you would think. Um, yeah, and so it's just like a certain style. And then again, I would just now you can do overlay, but the overlay is going to take away the yellow. So, like, say if you do overlay, then it's going to look. See how that kind of vanishes? Yeah. See, I don't. Yeah, I would do normal. So you just I do literally normal. Would do normal for that, and then you would just adjust the opacity. Right. As, throw, as you see oh fit. yeah! Wow! And yeah. then you could take, take it down so it looks like it's just bouncing right off it. Yeah. And you could maybe yeah. do a little Gaussian nice. blur or something. Yeah, you can do that, nice. and that would totally do something like that. And then you would just sweet. Yeah, yeah. You can. It, it, it's just adding all the stuff in. It's a uh, Photoshop's definitely a powerful tool, and I think it's funny how so many people who use Photoshop. Um, We'll say stuff like, do you know, like they'll be certified and it's like, yeah, I only know like 25% of Photoshop. Like it's and they're certified program. and they're certified. Yeah. Photoshop. Users. Oh yeah. yeah. I think most yeah. people admit to, they learn just enough to mm -hmm. accomplish their tasks, but yeah. it, it would be very difficult to be comprehensive. Everything Aaron has talked about tonight with the multiplying layers and all that yeah. stuff. I know absolutely nothing about how to do that. Not one bit. It is super I do my easy. coloring completely differently. Yeah, really. This is so cool. Yeah, it's a whole different. It's a whole different process. I yeah, learned no, no, it. I just I, lost I, power. I this Uh oh. Oh, Rory. Yeah. Okay. Are you okay, man? Uh oh. Yeah, Hopefully, yeah. it's a temporary loss. Hopefully, Hopefully we'll it's see. Temporary. 
We shall see. Okay. This was another one where I did a glow effect. And I also sometimes to get glow effects, you can do um no, that's the that's my template. Let me see the art. Is there art? Okay, can you art. Yeah, can you break it up for yeah. us? So that we can see layer by layer. Let's do an autopsy of this thing and see. <laughs> so there's that's there again we go. <clears throat> what I started with. Yes. And then like look, you know, I want everybody to notice, look how flat this image is right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just with Aaron's use of color, how he brings it to life, he brings a lot of energy to it. But I want people who are aspiring comic artists to realize the image itself can be simple. If you have yeah. facility and talent with coloring techniques, the the line art can be very simple, but you can still accomplish it and create a compelling and dramatic image because you understand color. And that's right. one thing Aaron does. So let's, yeah, let's walk through this. And this that was awesome. just using his skin. And, and, and again, I wanted to make his eyes glow. How do you make his eyes glow? Well, you make that light and everything else darker. You can mm-hmm. actually do a highlight behind his head. This is a, a soft... Uh, like highlight behind his head again mm-hmm. do extra stuff on here there's a little bit of a, a gradient uh that i do a little darker down below um again the shadows but again all the shadows are coming from that light source of his eyes so they're all darker so and pop I, that shadow layer on and off for us so and i actually really did a feel... gradient that's another cheat you can do, okay you can do a little okay. bit of a gradient so this is this, okay, this skin before after. right and then you could do a skin but you nice. want to still see that focus so you could do a gradient later from the top and that still makes it dark up here and keeps adding it but again since this is going to be light the shadows are not going to play as much of an impact as the light now you start to see that sort of now the light's hitting his hands and adding that um nice and then you very, start very nice work the highlights oh, yeah. and then you add that sort of glow in the middle of his eye and then pretty soon you have this he looks like he's enraged. And that started from a very simple, I mean, all of this started from like, you know, just a very simple image. Yeah. Yeah. I want that, yeah. that very, that demonstrates exactly what I wanted to do tonight, which was to yeah, uh, display for all people geometric shapes. Yeah. Co- how powerful color is, uh, yeah, especially you do right. if you're doing, you know, a cartoon style like that. Um, yeah, it's almost all color, um, and that's. I've always been drawn to more of a cartoon style. That's always been my jam. Yeah, um, yeah, it's good because I I like Saturday morning cartoons and all of that. But all of that and a lot of like, um, here I have another cover I could do that was that took me like super easy to draw. But I, again, it was all magical effects, and I think it was, I think it was cover ten, but I could be wrong. My poor so, machine. So oh, let's talk about timing tonight. as we're as we're getting closer to yeah. the end of the broadcast here. Let's talk about what should a brand new uh, colorist who's getting started once they have facility with the application, so they understand how to color. Uh, how long does it take if you've got a cartoon style? Oh, that's cool. Ooh, that's nice. How long yeah. does it take to color? Like that, for example, what can they expect as far as time? Um, the bigger ones I saw took me a week. I'd say two to three days it takes me to color it. Um, mm-hmm. sh- so much reason shadows are the longest flat colors. 
And you, I will forewarn you that most of the time you're going to put in flat colors. You're going to think your art looks like crap. Uh, uh-huh. I do that all the time, and then that, yep. this isn't turning out. Then I add the shadows and light. I'm like, oh, now it's awesome. Uh, so get past the flat <laughs> color look. You just got to push yeah, yeah, through yeah. it and do the lights. Yeah. Um, shadows take the second longest, and then the highlights are really simple. It's really yep. color because you're just coloring the opposite side. This whole thing started. Let's see if I can turn off all the. Yeah, pictures. let's break this one down. Let's let's just look at That's the. It. Oh, look at that. So that's all I really want people to focus on that and be like, okay, so first of all, that's a testament to Aaron's imagination because in his mind, he knows what's coming. He knows the, the color system yeah. that's going to elevate that from just fairly simple line art to a very dramatic piece. So what was the first thing you did? Let's go, let's go layer by layer. First Let me thing, see, second thing. That would just be, you know, adding the color is base and then okay just this big purple mass on these are what it was before okay and then All i right. added the inner glow and the mm-hmm. outer glow you're not going to see the outer glow because it's on white now of course to make it glow anything glow you know put that on black boom put it on a black pops, background right? boom all of a sudden everything pops yeah right uh these plus are some- uh reminding everyone the reason there's a roughness there at the bottom is is that He's got a framework. He's got a graphic. Yeah. So the frame. template just covers it up. Right. Right. Yeah. So I'm just, and then from there, this one, I just really started playing with like, you know, there's a, there's a gradient here for the light shining further. Oh and yeah. And then I started nice. playing with these dots and these are just basically the soft brush dots. You just pop them on. And this is a hundred percent, but you can like atone the opacity down. So it looks mm-hmm. like there's little balls of light glowing through it. Add the oh, light yeah. on for his face. And oh, this yeah. would be more striking because it's a more intense light. You know, the light for his jacket. I have no idea what that layer did. Probably something important. Probably some. Oh, wait. There you go. <laughs> it, it's an extra light. So I actually. It was, it was, some, it was important when you did it. <laughs> sometimes yeah. I will do this and you can do this. So this was the initial light source. But to make that mm-hmm. pop more, I will actually put a second light layer around it. Oh, I see. Yeah. And so sometimes that makes it more intense than the highlights. So this whole light came from, let me see here, that, it turned on that, added a second layer of light, and then the highlights, and it really made him light. And then this is the shadow layer. The shadow is going to be darker because the light's coming. And then I added this little visual effect. And this this whole thing down here was just done by doing, uh, you know, you would take like this tool. Okay. What tool are you using? To... This, is a, this is a hard selection tool. Okay. All right. And then you just kind of like click it and make nice. you know, the highlight. You know, yes. Fill, yes. And fill yeah. it in and then you have your shape. That's Got the way it. I did that. And then I did a like I blurred it. And then from okay. there I added like just a little more light at the bottom, like another this. So this is very subtle, but I'll you'll see it when I focus it. There's a second one there. Okay. But I yeah, did okay. it to the point where I didn't really want you to see it, just a hint of it. So that's it. And then that that was it. And then you just add the frame and boom. It looks like he's being enveloped in light. Yeah, that's really powerful. Really yeah. powerful piece. So along with saturation, um, with the overlay effect, mm-hmm. um, would you say 
what's more important, um, color theory or lighting for you when you're doing colors? I think it's it, it, color theory. I think colors work. I, I the one rule I try to use a lot of my like even when I design this character, the the main colors are gold and red. I mean, you have the okay. browns and the greens, but gold and red are like the two. I usually pick at least two main colors and then a third bright color, like a third off color to be the orange in his hair. And you're gonna have right. other colors like more subdued, but the main colors of of the characters will be that. Like, let me pick up the um. Oh, I know. I'm I'm drawing all this stuff off of a portable hard drive so it takes a minute for my computer mm-hmm. to think like yeah no worries and so they these are like mostly red you know the crimson red and then the gold for like him so it'd be like red and then blue for him so red blue and then you have the browns which are kind of like neutral gold red and she is blue red those okay. are the two main colors and then i would add like highlights like a little bit of purple whatever sure um sure but you want, I usually pick two colors to be the predominant colors in the character. And then you can add little other colors here and there to do like, well, he's got like bandages and then he's got like, you know, the leather straps and other stuff. Sure. But you kind of want to pick those two. And usually those are your brightest, most saturated colors. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with him, gold, red. I don't know, I guess I like that color. So um, it's important. It's important to choose the palette for the characters that you want to stand forward, that you want to advance in front of the background and keep those, is it fair to say, keep those saturated, keep those. uh, Yeah. I would say, I mean, look at like uh, Batman. I mean, Batman, if you look at Neil Adams was gray, blue, the yellow was a pop color. Uh, Superman was the same way. It was blue, red, red. Yeah. Didn't he have like yellow or something in his. Yeah. Blue. Blue, yellow, and red is Superman. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and and two of those colors are going to be the predominant colors, and then you're going to have your other sort of odd pop color. I call it the pop mm-hmm. color because it's the one color that, like, it's like this guy's hair. It's the orange hair. There's nothing else on his body that has that color, so it it, it draws your attention. So Batman's um, belt and his and the Batman's belt and, and the oval. Yeah, those exactly yeah. It, it, are the it's yellow. It's interesting. So they, however, however many times they try to reinvent you know, the Batman outfit with right. the gray, ba- the black bat against gray and all this. And they've been very successful with it. Don't get me wrong. But what's interesting is when I'm at a convention and someone wants me to draw Batman, they mm-hmm. want that classic Batman look. And I think a lot of that is because the color, it, um, it, it generates with people. So there's, a, I think a lot, of modern like image kind of went over I mean they could color everything and I think image sometimes in their comics went overboard mm-hmm. with like as some of the co- uh, characters are like a rainbow of colors and yeah. and there is a rainbow effect and I mean you can have saturated colors so do desaturated colors like the most the saturated color on this guy is the gold I mean you could almost see his body outline with this bright gold yellow with the mask yeah. and this, yeah. and then you have the red and stuff but those are the primary um, and again, I use the yellow in his mask and with the eyes to draw your attention. Um, I do think less colors can work better. I think a lot of people like added colors and colors and colors. And, and they still, I mean, the other thing too, when I use most of my colors, mm-hmm. um, let me turn off all the layers. Uh, no, besides the line art. 
like if I'm doing the, the browns, I'm mm-hmm. over here in the gray okay. area. Yeah. Um yeah. even even the yellow, which looks saturated, is is mm-hmm. still kind of not completely not I very rarely ever do completely saturated stuff. I'm still that's mm-hmm. as close as I get. I sometimes like like of course his eyes, you know, are gonna be way up here in the bright area. Yeah. And the and the orange will be up there. But almost everything else is down in that gray tone. You're going to the grays, even the uh, the grays. I mean, it's it's just like a, it's it's a reddish gray. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> even with the the cool color, you know. Um, yeah, What's, even with what? their green skin, I think it's more. Yeah, over there. Yeah, I see. I see where you are on the spectrum. Which is there. funny because that... people are saying, "Well, your colors are so saturated." I'm like. Not really. Not really. <laughs> Not really. It's maybe it's no. the light. When you add the lights and highlights, yeah. they look very yeah. saturated. Um, One thing about your art, not, it's yeah. enhanced by the fact that it's what I call open for. We used to call it open for color. And what that meant was in a coloring book, a traditional yeah. coloring book, the idea is to create shapes so that the person coloring in the coloring book has the opportunity to do the form and the volume themselves. So you're creating just the outline. And I I really want to emphasize the fact that, that I, I chose your art style to feature color tutorial for a reason. And that is because I wanted to show how powerful color is with a very simple cartoon style, because I've seen people color a realistic hatch style, like my style, you know, the Neil Adams look, and it will kill it. If you overdo colors on that, it will kill it. Because the reason we draw that way is to give it form so that the colors can remain fairly flat. Right. right? Yeah. I have to tell colorists like, no, no, no. The reason I spent all this time hatching is so you don't have to do much work. Literally just drop flats in there and it will work just fine. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So same with my work. But, yeah. 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 Same thing with you, Rob. So, but for for Aaron's style, this is a fantastic demonstration of how powerful color can enhance a caricatured cartoon style it's and what, make it's what its really atmosphere. makes his work pop. Yes. It makes, yeah. It's it what does. makes his work work. And <laughs> I didn't start coloring until two thousand nine, two thousand eight. Where I really dived well, that's, into it. That's a while a ago now, time. Aaron. Yeah, it's a while. So it's funny because I always still think I people always like my colors. I'm like, I always think I, that's the place I'm still learning the most. Like I think I've gotten down drawing yeah, you'll never and line stop art learning pretty, either. pretty you'll well. Never I, I can fake learning. it with the best, but color I'm still learning. Some people are like I really like your color work. I'm like, really? I'm like, because I see other colors sometimes. I'm like, you know, no crap, you know. Um, but I do <laughs> love the cartoon look. I I, I always have. I've liked uh, geometric shapes, bigger shapes. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I know I've, there's a few people that said like, you know, but, but when you sell the, like when, when you sell the black and white version of this, like the traditional work, it looks like a coloring book. I actually yeah. like this, but some people yeah. want all that crosshatching or whatever. I just, I like simple. No, line I, art. I like that line, line art for your yeah. style. That that's beautiful. That's exactly that works. That works perfectly. Now, if yeah. you throw in the grays, I love that too, because now you've got your black and white yeah. version of your book, you know? You do. That looks, 
finish to me. You that know, looks, yeah, finished. that looks good there. Just, yeah. Just you like can, and I should start posting my, my black and whites. Yeah. It's got volume. You really now. should. Yeah. It's got volume. It's, it's got just as much drama. Um, almost, I should say, as much drama yeah. as the fully colored piece. You, you so. might play with it a little bit more, put a little more gray in it, but uh, it, that just there works. Yeah, that I works would also say is. throw some pure whites in the highlights, yeah. and you really do exactly. have a piece. Exactly. I don't know right. if you ever did this in in school in art art classes, but you'd ever do like you take a neutral piece of charcoal paper and you just have your white chalk and your black chalk and yeah. then. You know, you push That's and fun, pull. Actually. That's real yeah. fun. It, it is really fun. fun. Yeah, I yeah. like doing that a lot. And it's funny. I even, I mean, again, I, I actually do the detail in the mm-hmm. heads. And don't be afraid to get rid of stuff. Because, like, yeah. even that, there's, like, I, I blocked all the lines out. Like, <laughs> like this is the detail on the top of their heads. But it's all kind of vanished with the color. That was kind of Because I wanted their eyes to be, like, like, that was the idea, too, too is you see him. Mm-hmm. And then as you go up, you see the three eyes looking down at him. If you oh, notice cool. the red, see that. the blood red yeah. that they're dribbling out of their mouths is the most saturated red on there. Yes. Yes. So I wanted to kind of play with that too. There's lots of, I know color is definitely um, fun and I've always really enjoyed, like I enjoyed coloring your work. It was, it was a little, it was, it was different, but adding my coloring style to your style, Dean, I think was a fun it- effect. It did. It did. Don't yeah. ever do it again. But no, okay. <laughs> it, it no, no. I, I liked it. It it worked out. It worked out great. As we as we close out tonight, I want to ask ask Aaron for those aspiring colorists out there. Um, what do you recommend that they learn to use besides Photoshop? We've talked a lot about Photoshop. Should they use traditional analog colors too to 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 get to know color theory more, what what's your best advice yeah, for aspiring enough, colors? I was never confident enough to use pins and, and analog like paints. I did some paintings, mm-hmm. but I was uh-huh. never confident enough. Digital coloring let me be able to like, oh, you make a mistake, you can undo it. So that was more confident <laughs> to me to do it. Yeah. I would I always yeah. do like, oh, I'm going to draw this. That's a huge thing in Photoshop. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. air, in Airbrush, if you make a mistake, you got to start all, all over. over. That's yeah. true. That's and true. I've done that Very before. careful. Oh, yeah. Where it's like I've done airbrush stuff and then painting, and then it's like, well, I could draw it again, but yeah, so it's very nerve-wracking. Mm-hmm. I would say start in digital to play with color. Awesome. Again, you are going, you are having light shine out of the screen, so if I print this, these colors are going to look darker. Okay. I mean, and the print this is our this is RGB, which is red, mm-hmm. green, blue for the screen. If I put them in CMYK, you're you going see. to see a little bit of a it'll, shift. It'll look more like it will when it prints. Yeah. 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 And so this is gonna take a few minutes, but you'll see just it's a minor shift, but it's just a little in little some darker. cases it's a huge shift depending on yeah. how you work. I've mm-hmm. had that happen is I'll I'll do it in yeah. RGB and then shift it to CMYK and uh, and, and it just ruins it. Yeah, and you're like, what, just get what happened? You're like, what happened? What happened? So uh, well, it's, it's called it's called. I don't know much about it, but it's called gamut. It's the, okay. it, you know, yeah, it, it's, it's the gamut gets thrown off when you, when you uh, change it from RGB to to CMYK. Yeah, that's, that's, so that's, it's that's it's, it's know. something happens. One color doesn't shift properly when you go from one to the other. It's yeah. not as vibrant. So, Aaron, where can people go as we close out tonight to to 
to see Godlings and because uh, I want them to see more of your work. You can see it on Webtoons uh, right now. Okay. You can go to my uh, Humphreys Illustration, which is my last name. If you see it written, it's H-U-M-P-H-R-E-S. HumphreysIllustration.com is my okay. portfolio sites. I have not put any Knock the Barbarian illustrations up there yet. I'm getting around to that. Okay. Uh, so these ones you'll find on my Facebook. You just go to Facebook or Instagram, Humphreys Illustration, both. You'll find these images. Um, I do have Humphreys Illustration at BigCartel.com, which is my store. I'm not selling these prints yet, but I actually like to print some. I've thought about – all I sell in my store is my comic book and my kids' books, but I've actually thought about starting the prints because I do have in the like individual prints – of original artwork in there and i thought about but i don't know how because i know you can go to a printing place called i think it's called cat print uh we can do like really nice cardstock 11 by 17 prints and i have a few of those i sell at conventions but i just never thought about putting prints in my store but i know people do so i don't know i should start start throwing them up it's something there, you should it's something you yeah. should do prints mm-hmm. do well and then one last thing I, before yeah. we go what what uh about your silver line work i want people to go check out your silver line work oh well. my silver line work right now i think you can find fire rush and indie planet i do not have those um images on my um company's you can find them on facebook and instagram okay. But I do not have those on my store or my website. I, I think there's a limit to what I can do. My website, you're going to see some comic work. Then you're going to see some other type of my illustrator work and storyboarding, mm-hmm. which is the other stuff I do. Okay. Um, but I think there might be a limit. So I may have to look into see if I can. Because I think the more you add, the more they charge. And I'm like, well, how much can I add before they start charging me more? And They love to do this, even with big cartel and stuff, I think. But I'd like to start selling prints or whatever. I actually did make a bunch of prints of um the uh the ones like with the 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 ladies and stuff that i've done and those those are just kind of now is is my thing gonna work now or did i just (laughs) there we go and i what about obsoletes i want to i want to mention obsoletes as well obsoletes is coming and then when that gets done i'd like to start putting i need to put fire rush in my store to buy and i need to put obsolete so that's coming uh, okay, you can so buy those, those at Indie Planet. At Indie Planet. Okay, we yeah. get those at Indie Planet. Um, we're coming to the close of the show, and I just want to thank Aaron for his patience with yeah. us as, as we watched <laughs> you and uh, and answering all our questions. And I, I found it really helpful and interesting. I hope everyone did. Uh, as we close out, we like to say the same thing every week, and uh, a lot of us say, make mine... Silver Line. We'll see you next week. Hi, I'm Greg Horn. Make mine Silver Line. Thank you for listening to the Silver Line Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We know we ramble sometimes, but we have fun. And after all, isn't that what comics are all about? We hope you'll follow us on all our social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, Reddit, MeWe, Gab, and whatever new thing pops up between now and the time you listen to us. Please like, follow, share, and remember, make mine Silverline.